Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Where Podcast, episode 77. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world. He is the puncher of walls. Richard Garcia, Dickalish is in the house. Welcome, everyone. What a special edition of the podcast, dude. Oh, my God. Do we have a lot to talk about this we week? We do. We survived the very first week of the Wednesday Night War, my friend. I have a couple battle scars, a couple of war stories uh, that we'll get into in a little bit, but we survived the first week. We did. Uh, schedule change coming at you guys, folks. Uh, right off the top of the bat, we got to let you guys know. Uh, this sat, we're recording this on a Saturday morning, uh, which is immediately after you know the, what happened on SmackDown last night. So I think, I think going forward, this is the move: Saturday morning record, Saturday afternoon have the podcast out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you figure like with with this new schedule now, us doing it on Thursday. Uh, if we were going to do it going forward, we'd have to start immediately Friday after we record for SmackDown, Monday for Raw. Uh, and then Wednesday for the uh, Wednesday Night Wars, and then whatever else we can we can somehow muster up by Thursday. So I think this is actually a better idea. So we're gonna go forward and we're gonna try this out. And like I said, this is always gonna be a work in progress. Yeah, I've always that's like my quote in life: work in progress. Work in progress. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a fucking wild week we had this week. Uh, but before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsors. Give it up one time. You know them. You love them. LapelYad.com. If ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYad.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over. And you'll get 20% off your entire order. Uh, they just gave away 250 free t-shirts. Absolutely free. You didn't have to pay for shipping. Uh, so definitely That's insane. Go to their Instagram. Turn on notifications because that... Just the fact that they gave out free shirts, which I saw last night, and let me tell you, uh, they're not going to reprint these, and they're fucking awesome. Uh, Job well done to them, by the way. Yeah, they've they've been killing it, dude. Uh, there's so much uh, that I I wish I could tell you guys that I know is going on, but I will not because I don't know. If it, I feel like it's privileged information, and I don't feel like giving away those secrets. Um, but there's a lot of cool shit coming your way from them, so keep your eyes out for them. Also, give it up to our good friends and buddies at Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Grudge Match Clothing. If you're if you want to see some punk rock, rock and roll fusion with pro wrestling, uh, go check out these guys. They they have some of the best. I I want to say that they're one of the best new companies that I've seen put out wrestling merchandise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, with their lineups with what they have right now. Um, started with the Jushin Thunder Liger Motorhead um, crossover. I thought that's amazing. We just got our shirts. We today just got too. our shirts. As a matter of fact, yeah. Um, um, the Cramps Bull Nakano and, and Roddy Piper Circle Jerks. I mean, that's just to name a few, and they're going to have more. So uh, again, definitely follow these guys. Keep your eyes open for them, and um, look for further uh, for future releases. They're they just re- announced their fourth in their line uh, already. It's a Tiger Army. Tiger Mask Army. So it's a Tiger perfect. Mask, but with the Tiger Army logo. That's perfect for October. It's Yeah, it's a great shirt for October. So make sure you guys go to Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Turn on them notifications because they're dropping hot fire. Um, and then, you know, we got to plug ourselves. If you want some Put Me Over merchandise, make sure you go to our website, PutMeOverPodcast.com. Uh, for all of your Put Me Over podcast merchandise wants and needs. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got trucker hats. It's getting cold, guys. Get yourself a Put Me Over podcast hoodie. You can get a, a hoodie with my face on it. 
Who doesn't want my face on their chest? They'll keep you warm. I will keep you warm. I'll snuggle you. Um, but make sure you wash me because I get filthy pretty quick. hey <laughs> uh, But yeah, go to our website. Check it out. Uh, you can use our promo code FLACID uh, for 15% off your order there. So... Definitely a lot of a lot of cool shit going on on this in this neck of the woods. Um, we figured out how to make phone calls on this podcast, so we're evolving as we go. We are evolving another step in a in a direction. We're not really sure how it's going to go. Uh, for the mo- we don't have a Google number yet, so we can't have call-ins yet. But um, if you have my phone number, you might get a phone call from me. Or if I have your phone number, you might get a phone call with me. His number is 666-420-6969. Oh, 1,000%. That's my phone number. <laughs> uh, do, you think, do you think that number exists in real life? I don't know, but if it, if it doesn't exist, I'm definitely claiming it. Yeah, uh, I, w- I want to go to there. Uh, anyways, uh, we've, we've jacked... <laughs> I was going to say we jacked your, you guys off for a little while, but I meant to say we've jacked our jaws uh, long enough, guys. So let's get into some... Let's get into the... Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks, dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. Well, this week has been dominated really by the Wednesday Night Wars. We'll get into that in a bit. Let's just talk about some um, non-Wednesday Night Wars uh, material. Um, we just uh, Edge. Um, apparently, he was cleared by WWE. Um, as of this morning, that's going to remain to be seen as far as like what what's what does this mean for for his career? Um, what does this mean for him to come back in the ring? Um, he's forty six years old, so it, does it, does this mean he has one more run in him or one more match? Perhaps I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Right, um, Edge would be a great get. He did the Spirit SummerSlam, uh, which was an indicator that he could do something physically in the ring. And Absolutely, WWE clear him. So that's that's always good to hear, but. I I mean, he's 46 years old. How much more does he have left to give? I feel like he's done everything he could in WWE. He he does, and here, here's my thing on it. If if he does come back, I hope hopefully my th- my thought process is that he comes back for one last match because he didn't really get a retirement match. No, he didn't. It was he, he was won robbed the title. He he beat Alberto at WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely robbed of a proper send off, and I'm. I I'd be down to see him. Uh, maybe one more match. I think if if it's just one more match, a retirement match from to be sent to be sent off, I'm all for that. Because yeah, you're right. He he did not get a retirement match. He did not get a proper send off. I mean, he did have his match with Del Rio back in um at, at WrestleMania t- uh, 2011, and and that was the opening match. That was the opening match. That was the opening match for that it, WrestleMania. It was. It it was. That's crazy. And then the next day. That's when he announced to the world that he had no choice but to retire. A little and bit of a stinker WrestleMania, too. It was, yeah. It was kind of a letdown. And in, in hindsight, we didn't know that was going to be his last match. No. I, I don't think he knew until the doctors had told him, like, you can't wrestle anymore. Your your neck is um, it's barely hanging on by by a thread. Figuratively, of course. And probably literally. And probably, literally as yeah. well. So... I th- and, and and you know for, and uh, you know as a as a as a wrestler I'm sure as a wrestler like they didn't get the satisfaction that they want they didn't go out on their terms and Edge was I mean Edge was absolutely robbed of that so if he does come back for one more match I, I'm all for that it's been eight years since he's wrestled though wow that's I feel like it hasn't been that long but it yeah it hasn't been that long but it's been eight years so does he do a WrestleMania or does he get a big Saudi payday 
I hope his last match isn't in Saudi Arabia. I hope it's not Saudi Arabia either. Um, but the way the way WWE their process is that Saudi Arabia is their biggest show because that's where they get the most money. It it's no longer WrestleMania anymore. It's the Saudi shows. Yeah, I mean, they they put on the greatest rumble um, in history, according to Michael Cole. Um, it was funny because they're going over the stats for Braun Strowman and uh, on SmackDown, and Michael Cole uh, said. He is the greatest Royal Rumble winner in history. I was only happened one time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, anyways. Um, well, hopefully Edge. I, I, I would be down for one more Edge match. I would. and Not a run. I don't want to see him no, on the road. He doesn't, need to, he doesn't need to wrestle full-time or, or part-time for that matter. Having one last match would, would be a proper way for him to have that send-off. And who would, who would his match be against? That's a great question. Um. Dude, I, I don't even know. I can't even start to think of who. I mean, AJ Styles, I think, would be a great a great matchup. Um, would it be with someone who he's, who, who's never wrestled and always wanted to wrestle, or would it be someone who has had a, a, a rivalry with him and could give him that send-off? Is there an edge dream match that you can think of? Undertaker? I mean, they've done it already. They, they did it already at WrestleMania. Um, they did it at WrestleMania 20... Was it 24? Uh, and that was the main event. It was twenty in Miami. It yeah. was Miami. Or, okay, twenty four. Yeah. So Not they, Miami, uh, Orlando, Orlando. So they they already did that match. I mean, I would say Seth Rollins because you could play Ooh. you could play off the angle that they did a couple of years ago with the Authority, where uh, Seth threatened to break Edge's neck. I remember that. Yeah, he and got a lot of heat for that. He got a lot of heat for that. And that's when the authority got reinstated. So you could play a little bit off of off of that right there, and say that they, there's some unfinished business between the two. Ooh, and the stomp would look would have like another layer of like deadliness. Absolutely, the curb stomp, uh, because it goes right on the guy's neck. So mm-hmm. that would be yeah, that would look crazy. I I I could see Seth Rollins and Edge having a good match. I mean, and, and also but, at the same time, you can go with the probably. I mean, some would argue his greatest rivalry, and that's John Cena. And they could have one more match together and write it all in the sunset. Yeah, yeah. Depending what, with what happened this week, we didn't see John Cena once, which is very telling. That's very telling, right there. You're absolutely right. And the fact that SmackDown was in L.A., it was in Hollywood. You would think Cena would make an appearance, but he did not. Not even a pre-recorded promo. Nothing. No. Um. But yeah, I digress. Uh, what else we got, Dick? All right, so we got that out of the way. Um, do you remember Rick Bach? Um, Rick Bogner. Um, when I first heard the story, I I wasn't too familiar with him, but um, more infamously known as the Fake Razor. There it is. Uh, yes. So he uh he passed away, fortunately, at the age of forty nine. Oh my God, so young, so um, young, un- under fifty, under fifty. Another another wrestler, uh, passed away at, at the at the age of fifty. And that's a, that's a that's a bummer. That is. Um, but a lot of fans know him infamously more as the Fake Razor. Um. Funny, well, not so funny anecdote about him was that when he was when he did come to WWE to play the fake Razor character, he was there for a little bit, and he was trying to get a hold of Vince to to see if he was still able to find work, and it got to the point where like he called Vince's personal number, he must have called his house number at a certain day or a certain time in the oh. day, and Vince just said, "Please don't call me ever again." Oh shit! I, I don't ever want to hear from you again. What? Goodbye. Yeah. What? Someone of those words, basically. Like, he was just one that's, and done. That's brutal. So, yeah, he was. Uh, 
probably North American fans know him best as the fake Razor, but he did wrestle outside of, in Japan. He was actually in a tag team with Mike Awesome. Okay. And um, this was before he got before he got to WWE. So uh, that's another thing, on, another um, tidbit about him. And I don't think they re- they announced his um, how he passed away. Let's see. take a look and see what it hasn't been specified so we don't know um it's been about close to a week but it hasn't been specified but apparently he he died he didn't die six days ago apparently he died before that and all oh, news just is getting out now it just got out now yeah i, I think his belt his family members probably just posted the news a couple of days ago and they didn't want to mention how he died man that's a bummer so yeah that, that's i mean either way uh, how, how you spice it up just just dying so young at 49 that's just that's just so sad yeah I mean, yeah, another wrestler under 50. That That's a bummer. R.I.P. Rick Bogner, the fake razor. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Oh, man. There it is. You want to... There we go. It had to happen one <laughs> time or the another. catchphrase. You want to just go ahead and get into um, the nitty-gritty to the to the Wednesday Night Wars? To uh, well, we there, there's still some other, some other news. Um, AEW announced another way to shit on Impact Wrestling is to put on a show called AEW Dark on youtube um i'm not sure the time exactly but basically they're going to take the dark matches that happen at their tapings and put them on youtube for free uh which is pretty awesome um there was there was quite a bit of action that we didn't get to see um where is that fucking story at oh there it is um so it's going to be hosted by tony shivani maybe like a control center kind of deal uh, but what we didn't get to see on TNT was Darby Allen versus Sema, the Lucha Bros, Jack Evans and Angelico versus Best Friends and Private Party, as well as Ellie and Britt Baker versus Bea Priestley and Penelope Ford. So that was those are probably great matches that we didn't get to see. Absolutely, especially uh, Darby Allen against Sema, uh, and to have them go out there without the pressure of being on um, on, on national TV. That would be um, that's a nice little treat right there. So basically, how it works out is that um, those matches are going to be on YouTube the Tuesday before the next AEW show. So um, it's so it's going to start as of October eighth. Bad with coming out of this. No, and um, and honestly, I think. Um, it, this is how WWE should, should use a network as well to have their house shows or their um, dark matches be shown on the network. I mean, they could have done that as well, but um, AEW just decided to do that and to have another YouTube channel, which is, another, like I said, another way to show the talent outside of what you see on Wednesday nights. Um, and then hopefully that works out for them. So let's we'll see. And just another little late breaking news that I'm just getting from our producer here at the Put Mover Ranch. Uh, we have uh, con- we have confirmed that NXT UK is getting a new announcer. Remember, we were talking about uh, Tom Phillips. We were worried about him. Right. He was the uh, he seemed like he was the odd man out as far as the um, the changes goes in the announced team. Yeah, so uh, it's been announced that he will be the lead announcer going into U- NXT UK, which I think for WWE fans having a um, recognizable voice like tom phillips in the announce desk um is i think it's a great move for nxt uk it 
I don't know if it'll get me to tune in because there's already so much to watch. It's so much, dude. But it's a great positive for their brand. So, yeah. So joining him alongside is going to be uh, Nigel McGinnis. So it's going to be Nigel and Tom going to be uh, handling the booth. And honestly, dude, I mean, you could even go with Nigel as the um, lead as a lead announcer because I've always said this before. I always thought Nigel is a great lead announcer. I and mean, when he was in Ring of Honor, I thought he did a phenomenal job with uh, being the lead play, play, lead commentator. And they could have used him for the NXT UK brand, but having him as a color commentator is fine. I mean, he's he's a great color commentator. He's a great announcer in general. Yeah, so that's that's a really good team. Um, I, there's a third person on the NXT brand, but I'm not sure who it is uh, right now off the top of my head. But I think it's a great get for NXT UK. Um, let's let's just get into the nitty-gritty. You said it earlier. Um, the, the wars have begun. <sighs> what a week of wrestling. Like, I'm still kind of riding this wave of like NXT or and not only not only NXT AEW but WWE I feel like everyone brought their game and this is what this is more this goes to this is what we were talking about when we said the AEW effect because not only did they um get their own promotion started which you know started this revolution mm-hmm. but a- WWE got off their ass and actually put some effort into a lacking show across all the boards. NXT was the only thing. Um, and now, you know, you had the season premiere of Raw. You had the the debut of, on Fox. Um, I feel like this was just a, an incredible this week This was of debut wrestling. week of wrestling right here. When was the last time we got something like this? You know, as far as, um, as, far as the significance of... I mean, as, let alone a, a brand new wrestling show debuting on national TV. It, it hasn't been since 1995. And... Um, it's been 18 years, six months, and six days since the last time a wrestling show was on TNT. That's crazy. That is insane to think about. It's been so long. That, yeah. And a lot's changed, not only for, in the wrestling world, but also just in general. Like a lot has changed so much within those within that time frame. It's just it's, it's insane. Monday Night Raw got a new set. Uh, what did you think about the half pipe design that they are going for? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they were if if they were intentionally going for that design or if it must have been by accident. Um, but it, it definitely looked definitely looked like a half pipe um design. I was waiting for Darby Allen to drop right. In. I was I was, I, I was someone. Like, Wait, is the X Games going to happen tonight as well? <laughs> um, I the what do you think about Pyro being back? Like AEW just set off all this stuff. Yeah. Um, to really get WWE to step up their game and put some, like I said, effort into their product. I don't think. The the thing I didn't like about the LED board is basically they mirrored what was on the main screen on the lower half of the screen, mm-hmm. um, so it, it kind of looked it kind of looked a little janky to me, but um, I thought it was I thought it's an upgrade. It's something different. Uh, no more Titantron, basically. That's right. Yeah, it's just one big LED board. It's all a thing of the past. Um, and then Raw kicked off really hot, um, having uh, Rey Mysterio come out and just get destroyed by Brock Lesnar. Um, not only did Brock Lesnar destroy Rey Mysterio, he destroyed the entire Rey Mysterio family. Uh, Dominic, uh, who's been training, um, got wrecked by Brock Lesnar. Uh, this was a great way to kick off Raw. Absolutely. And it just goes to show you that how... Um, I mean, th- the one thing that was kind of scary was when uh, Brock was trying to attempt to F5 Dominic. Oh, yeah. And it looked like he may have overshot him. 
and it looked like he may have like fallen back. And he was losing him. He was losing him, but he did recover toward the he did recover toward the end and just slammed him on the ground. He just basically manhandled uh, Ray and Dominic, and it was it looked it looked very brutal, and it built up to um, Brock against Kofi on Friday. That's that's definitely one way to build up Brock right there. Not that Brock needs to be built up to begin with. Um, real quickly, let me ask you about uh, the commentary on Raw. What did you think of the new commentary team? For new faces, uh, Vic Vic Venom, <laughs> Vic Joseph, and uh, the other guy and the King. Um, I said it last week on the podcast. I think uh, Jerry Lawler is kind of a weird choice. Um, he definitely has a lot of a lot of dad jokes and uh, things that aren't. He says things that are very like not funny, right? But he pops himself for it. Um, I don't know if he pops himself for it, but I I don't know. I feel like. They're, I feel like Jerry Lawler is just a temporary uh, insertion. I, I see why he's there for right now, and that's to uh, kind of make Dio Madden feel comfortable because Dio Madden he's Madden. he's still he's still new. Like he's he's barely been, this is barely his second month of doing um, color commentary. So um, having Lawler there, I mean, the reason why Lawler is there obviously to help him is to help mentor him. And I thought Lawler did a fine job on Monday, and um, Vic Joseph did a did a fine job. I mean, Vic Joseph is the truth. He, he is the he's he's going to be great in that lead announcement. He's automatically better than Michael Cole for just for the sole fact that he he <laughs> he's not Michael Cole. He's not Michael Cole <laughs> now. Yeah. Um. So I I thought I thought that was an upgrade right there. Um. The set design it definitely looked different, but as um but as the show went on though, it toward the end it felt like it was the Raw we've always watched before. Does yeah. I feel like that to you. No, yeah, it definitely did. Uh, definitely not, not as many highlights. I feel like, um, which isn't. It's going to go into another thing that I should I should talk about on the show. Uh, going forward, guys, uh, I know we used to break down matches uh, and go by segment by segment, but we kind of got to get away from that because there's just too much to talk about. So we're basically just going to get the highlights and give our takeaways from them. Uh, yeah, d- absolutely. I think it'll clean up the show a little bit and you know help the flow. Um, so going forward, expect don't expect uh, long breakdowns of of each show, um, just main main highlights and takeaways. Um, another another big moment for the night uh, was when the Miz TV segment. Uh, what did you think about having the Nature Boy and Hulk Hogan in the ring? I felt like Nature Boy was really drunk. Yeah, I mean he was uh, <laughs> he was shooting, brother. He was shooting for sure. He he. Um I don't know if he's back, if he was back on the wagon or if it's just he, him being Rick Rick being Rick, um, and it it was it was a fine segment. But my my thing about it though though is that they're definitely hyped up the Saudi show, and so we now know what the first major match is going to be for the Saudi show: Team Hogan versus Team Flair. And if you think about it, and you hear that match, you're thinking that sounds like a Survivor Series match. It definitely does because five 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 from Team Hogan and five from Team Flair. But they're going to have it instead in Saudi Arabia, and I I just thought that was a kind of a missed opportunity because it could have easily been it could have been a great Survivor Series match just to have like a like a wild card like I'm going to pick five 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 of the best people that I know up against your five and just just for bragging rights just for uh, shits and giggles you know yeah um if we've learned one thing from uh, the Saudi shows which they won't say Saudi Arabia on their show but we'll no. say it on this podcast uh, one thing that they that they do with these they uh they sacrifice the other pay-per-views the other big events uh going on uh to appease these crown jewel events so this like you said this would be a great survivor series match uh but they got to they got to make that saudi money so um we're going to get hulk hogan team hulk versus team flair 
Um, and both guys picked their captains of Randy Orton is going to be the, the team uh, captain for Flair. Uh, and Seth Rollins is going to be the team captain for Hogan. So it looks like uh, Flair is going to have the the uh, the heel squad. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so my main thing from this was Flair just kind of shooting. And he told him, I, I got they told me I'm going to have the exact same amount of time as you out here, brother, uh, which was uh, which was awesome. Oh, real quickly. I mean, um, there was a segment with um, with Lana um, with, with with Rusev in the ring, and then Lana comes out and she introduces Lashley. I, oh, we have a Lashley return. Lashley a re- wild Lashley. Appears. Bobby Lashley returns in an interracial. I I don't want to say love triangle, but it just seems like it's just all over the place um, with these adult story with these adulterous storylines. I this was cringy to me. Um, I. I don't. I don't think wrestling really has a place for this kind of stuff anymore. Um, it, it got. I. I kind of got a boner watching Lana make out with Bobby Lashley. I felt like I was watching Black dot com. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, like you just like I just had a feeling like I like see like it. It all started with Maria just, which they dropped. I feel they, like they, I feel like they drop it for for this week, but I, I think it's gonna catch up again. Down the road, they realize, oh shit, we forgot we had the storyline. Yeah, and even though it was just a week old, um, Maria, what's the word? Emasculating Mike, her, her emasculating yeah. Mike, to the point where like you're not a real man, and someone else is a daddy. My first thought behind that was that it was going to be a, it was like, oh man, you're going to go racial, and they went with Ricochet at first, which turned out wasn't the case. Yes, and they went with Rusev, and now we know why there's no Lana is because Lana probably heard the, heard what happened. Or the rumor, if it's true or not, doesn't really matter at this point. And decide, you know what? I'm gonna cheat on this fucker. I'm gonna cheat on him with Lashley, with a black man. Yeah, a big black man. A big black man. It was only a matter of time before they were gonna go interracial. I was like, that's just there. I know where they're going. They're it's very go progressive of them. It it is. It is very progressive of them. The thing, <laughs> I don't like. I didn't like how Rusev just watched. Um, it made me feel like we have another cuck on the on the exactly on the roster. So my thought immediately was to get Mike Canales and Rusev on a team, the Young Cucks. Heyo, boom, roasted. Um, but I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> it's a storyline that they that they are trying to get over. Uh, they've been working on this for a while, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, so we're gonna get a Lashley Rusev. Um, feud, which that's what it sounds like. Um, I thought they were going to go heel with Rusev for a little bit, but this is a clear babyface um, angle for him. I basically just want to talk about the um, uh, the Firefly Flint House. That seems like it's that, that's that dominated um, Raw uh, for this week. It's another great segment. I mean, whenever there's a Firefly Flint House segment, it's always it's it's always entertaining. Uh, toward the end, though, um, Bray got his comeuppance on on Seth. It seems like that's the case every week. Uh, Seth. Just does not have an answer for Bray at all. Uh, no, um, he got the mandible claw on on the show, and um, I mean, they're not doing a great job at hyping. Oh, did you know we have to do Hell in a Cell predictions? Did you know there's a pay per view? There's a pay per view this, this Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Um, After all the stuff that happened this week, we still got more. So yeah, there's a pay per view going on this week. So we gotta get. We're done with Raw. Raw Raw's done. Uh, other than that, nothing happened on Raw. Noteworthy. Uh, let's get into. Um, the main event, let's, so the so let's, to speak. Let's get into the um into the Wednesday night wars. Uh, just real quickly though, like I was just I was kind of curious to see what Raw's ratings were for that Monday. Uh, they did like a two point five million viewers on the thirtieth, which is actually the highest for that month. That's that's a big number. That's a big number for them. 
And um, we're going to get into like the whole um, ratings thing like toward the end as far as like which which is good and which is bad. Um, but to say that the, that the ratings don't matter, that's total bullshit. No. They absolutely do matter now, now more than ever. Exactly. When you got companies pouring billions into your product, you better fucking deliver some people watching. Um, do you want to do NXT or AEW first? Let's go ahead and do. Uh, let's go and do AEW first. All right. This was uh, this was the debut of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Uh, like you said earlier, this is the first uh, show they've had on TNT in a very long time. Um, they they kicked off the show great. Um, they they're keeping the same set design uh, that they've had in a, their last pay per views, which is fine. I'm okay with that. I thought the production value stepped up a lot uh, going you know off the last pay per views that we've seen. Uh, Fight for the Fallen, you know, they've all had their their troubles, but I feel like they're dialing it in. Um, and this show was great um, production wise value. Production value wise, um, the show kicked off Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Before we get into that, we went to Grill Em All for the official. AEW watch party. That's right. At at uh, hosted by La Pelia and Grill Em All. Uh, great turnout. Line out the door. Uh, people were really excited for this. I made some signs. Me, me and Elena made some signs for uh, the crowd, which went over huge. Um, and this was literally um, an official watch party recognized by AEW. Absolutely. Uh, great turnout. There was definitely well over 100 people uh, that showed up, 100 diehard wrestling fans. We had to sit outside. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. They like made a table for us, basically. I felt like Henry, Henry Hill in uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> when he just walks up, right. they, they make a table. Make they made a, a table for just for us. And I um, shout out to Girl and Mall for doing that for us. Uh, great turnout. I, I That just goes to show you that, you know, this hype with AEW, that there is a demand for an alternative product and that... People and that the fans are going out of their way to um, to make this to make this special, and it was definitely a special night. Um, so definitely, um, you know, big uh, big pat, uh, pat on the back to uh, Grilla Mall and to uh, Lapelia for for the spot for the and also the fans as well for showing up too. Yeah, because uh, they made it happen. The, they, everyone was on fire uh, for the for this whole show. Um, there was a little bit of audio video discrepancies going on inside and outside because they brought out a TV for us outside right. also. Uh, but it was fine. I I've had to watch. I watched it twice. Yeah, I knew I had to watch it twice as well because I wasn't gonna be able to get like a proper assessment while there. I was just there for the atmosphere. Uh, there was also dueling chants uh, between the patio and the indoor. We oh, that's <laughs> right. We were chanting uh, "indoor sucks" and they said "fuck you, patio." Uh, so great banter going on. I love Absolutely. wrestling fans. It's 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 always a great experience to have a bunch of wrestling fans in the same arena. Let's get back to AEW Dynamite. Um, the show started off real hot uh, with uh, Cody and Sammy Guevara. A great way to showcase Sammy Guevara. Absolutely. Uh, what did you think of the show as a whole? Um, the whole package, and then we'll we'll get to the matches. Overall, I I think it's a I think it's a good first step for them. Uh, they to show uh, what they can do. Um, the production value was great. Um, the match matches were good. Uh, they, there's parts where they're a little bit sloppy on on some issues like. Um, the Cody Sammy part, great solid wrestling. Uh, some minor slip ups, but nothing, n- nothing too big. Um, I thought Jr. was good on, on commentary. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the commentary was great. Yeah, Shivani, I was worried Shivani and Ross would would maybe overstep would each cancel other. each other out, right? Um, but them with Excalibur, I thought they have a great announced team going. They on they there. did phenomenal. Tony Shivani 
Oh, um, it's so good to hear his voice. It's again. so good to hear his voice. It's been so long since I've heard his voice. I mean, yeah, he was doing commentary for MLW. I mean, he I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's still doing that as well. But to hear him on TNT in 18 plus years was so like, wow. Like, and he he he, he hasn't lost a step at all. I him and JR did WCW back in the day, right? They did. Okay. Um, the last time they paired up, it had to have been, I want to say, it, it, early, 90s? early 90s. Yeah. Because JR left WCW around 90, late 92 or so. So I'm sure they've, and they've had pairings together. I know they paired a lot in the late 80s and early 90s. So yeah, it's definitely been 25 plus years. Um, so yeah, really good hearing them. And then Excalibur just adds uh, a, another flavor as well. Um Cody uh, defeated Sammy Guevara, which if Cody would have lost, he would have lost his title shot. That's true. Um, which because wins and losses matter in AEW. Uh, great match from them. Pac and Hangman Page. Where, is that where you're going to get into right now? Um, yeah, let's get into that one. Um, I thought this w- was candidate for match of the night. Uh, for AEW side? Yes. Yeah, they, they put on they put on a, a good match. I think, I think they could have put on a better match given that they didn't really have like a full amount of time. But they wanted to make, uh, but Pac looked great. He looked, he looked, um, oh my like god, a legit, um, upper, upper main eventer. Yeah, Pac looked awesome. Pac, there's a debate online. Pac or Pack? I hear it both ways. I've been calling him Pac for years. I've been calling him Pac for years. Um, but Excalibur did, um, confirm because he did ask, uh, Pac that question, like, what would you like to be called? And he answered, call me, uh, call me Pac. So okay. it so. just seems like the back and forth between Pac and Pac, the, the camp. I mean, uh, it's Pac like calls gif, it gif and jif. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. But uh, Neville, um, he calls him, he, he prefers to be called Pack. So we're going to call him Pack from now on. Um, the Black Arrow, which is what it's called now, instead of the Red Arrow, it's always a sight, a great sight to see. Into the Brutalizer uh, finisher, uh, I thought that was that was brutal to say the least. Pack is undefeated in AEW while Hangman is defeated 0 and 2 for both or for for, for winless winless yes 0 and 2 for Hangman and Pac is undefeated um this AEW women's championship match uh, this this match was a, you know the, the crowd doesn't know either of these people really uh Riho and Nyla Rose Nyla Jax is what I like to call her um they went out there and won the crowd over and had them on the edge of their seat the whole time. I feel like the crowd didn't sit down the whole night. I feel like they were on their feet the whole night. Crowd was super hot, which, you know, uh, will play into at, what I thought about NXT. Yeah, at first, at first, they, they really weren't that hot into the match, but um, they were they were definitely cheering for the underdog, and they were definitely invested into uh, Riho toward the end of the match. Um, so whatever they were doing, they did it right, and they got the crowd invested. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're invested for 25 minutes or five minutes. As long as they're invested toward the end and they win the crowd over, I think to me that's that's what calls it for a great match. The size disparity between Riho, which might she might weigh a hundred pounds maybe, um, and Nyla Rose was uh, a, a true David and Goliath storyline. Um, and the thing with Riho, she looks so sweet and innocent. I don't want anything bad to ever happen to her. Um, so that got me heavily invested in this match, and we have a new AEW Women's Champion in Riho. Um, so great, great match from them. And then the main event, Chris Jericho with Santana and Ortiz uh, taking on Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Elite. Um, this was this was match of the night uh, for me. Um, it had a it had a lot of stuff going on in it, and a, a return 
of John Moxley in the middle of the match. Um, it was chaos everywhere in that match. The table spot, the glass table spot, um, was was something that took out Kenny Omega. So essentially, it was a handicap match. After that, uh, Nick Jackson turned into a house of fire and just laid out everybody he could. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't enough because we had a returning Jack Swagger coming to AEW uh, in the Lex Luger role, essentially. J- Jake Heger, yeah, uh, he, he comes back. Um, just real quick, though, I just want to talk to you about the, um, about the glass table spot. What did you think of it? Because I think a lot of people, um, there seems to be a polarizing opinion about it. A lot of people, they, they were fine with it. Uh, others, they thought it was, uh, it was a stupid move and it was a dangerous move. Um, what'd you think of that spot when he went when Kenny Omega went head first um, into that glass table? Well, I will say uh, John Moxley took the brunt of that move. It seemed like he did, yeah. Um, and it was a gimmick table. I don't if if you thought that they're gonna go through a a, a solid glass window, uh, you're sadly mistaken. The way that uh, sugar glass works, whenever someone crashes through it, it doesn't um, it doesn't shatter like glass. It it breaks into into shards. Right. Um, so this was clearly a gimmick uh, table. I was fine with it. I think if anyone, I feel like this is the thing with like internet wrestling fans is they just want to be mad at anything. So they'll find just for the anything. sake of just for the sake of complaining. Oh, people were right. already complaining about Dynamite before it even went on TV. I saw comments from people just like, "Oh, this is gonna suck. Fuck the Young Bucks. Fuck it. Fuck uh, AW. Um, I'm I'm not gonna watch it. Why would you not want to watch it?" If you're a wrestling fan and you're going to say, oh, fuck AEW, I don't want to watch them. Like, okay, so you're a WWE mark. Right. Which is fine. But don't shit on don't shit on AEW before you even give them a chance. They're, they're not. I mean, you're not a true wrestling fan. And if you are a wrestling, if you're a true wrestling fan, you want AEW to succeed. You want them to look at what they've done to WWE. Exactly. They've made them step up immensely. Um, people were I saw I saw one guy say. I'm not going to watch it because I don't want to see a bunch of WWE rejects. Um, this show was mostly people you've never heard of, so I don't know where that thought process comes. Yes, there's people from WWE because guess what? WWE has everybody. Right. Everybody has wrestled for WWE. That matters. Um, and if you if you want to get a new product up, off the ground, you're going to need some of that star power to come in and reinforce the new talent, the new brood that you have coming in. And that that is my hot take of the week. And um, just and I, I think you guys both brought up good points. AW, just on a side note though, they do have to be careful and not bring uh, old or ex WWE talent to them. I don't know why. I don't know why they thought Jack Swagger was going to pop the crowd real hot. No, and um, I, I, it wasn't to me. It wasn't a. Uh, I, I saw it more of as a heavy. Like he's he's Chris Jericho's heavy, if anything. Yeah. Um, the thing. <laughs> The thing that I, I I took away from the end of this, uh, the way the the show ended, it ended very WCW esque. Oh ended, yeah, it ended very much like the NWO would would end a show, uh, where the baby faces are all laid out. It broke down towards the end. Uh, Sammy Guevara, who shook Cody's hand, this is what I love about these little details. I do. He shook uh, Cody's hand at the end of the match, uh, just show a sign of respect. Um, knowing later in the night he was going to go out with Jericho and double cross him, um, so that keeps that keeps a bunch of storylines going, a lot of interweaving things going on. Um, I thought the main event set up a lot of stuff going forward, and um, you know Goldust came out to help out his brother. Um, Kenny Kenny was taken out obviously by the table right. spot, um, and you had the heels standing over the baby f- or the baby faces in this one. It- 
yeah, 1996 Nitro um, for that ending. Um, I thought it was a fine ending. Um, I think a lot of people were wondering, well, why Jack Swagger, why Jake Hager, um, of all people? My thought process is, I think it's fine as long as he's like a heavy or a hired gun. He but made everyone look really small in the ring. He did. He's a he's a he's, he's a, big a dude. he's a legit big dude. I think it's he's fine as Jericho's heavy and nothing else. I mean, if, if they try to push him as like a main event talent, I don't see that at all. Um, he because he was actually a uh, little little tidbit. He was the last Lucha Underground champion. He was? Yeah. I did not know that. I, I didn't watch too much of season three. I didn't watch too much of the last season. But, or season four, whatever. But yeah, he was the last Lucha Underground champion before uh, they folded. So we have a new faction. Um, I like to call them the real Puerto Rican, Mexican, American Canadians. I think that's what they're going to go be, be, named, be known as going forward. America, Mexican, <laughs> Latin Americana? <laughs> Something like, like that. Like just, it's, it's uh, definitely a weird mix right there, but... Um, you know, they if that's one way to to promote this heel faction, um, I'm all for it. And you definitely need to have heels on the show to be antagonistic toward the baby faces. Um, one other little tidbit uh, that we didn't talk about was the ratings. Uh, AEW takes the first W in the Wednesday Night Wars, popping a 1.4 rating, which was is a big number. 1.4 million viewers. So overall, um, they did they did um, definitely beat NXT. NXT only drew about 750,000 viewers for um, for Wednesday. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they went two weeks early and they probably shouldn't have done that. It sounded like it was a, it was a smart move to, to establish the NXT on USA, but you're right. I think if it was a one-on-one, head-to-head, first-time, first-time, I think this would have been a little closer. It would have been a little closer and you would have had... Um, you probably would have had more numbers because if you study NXT's ratings throughout... Um, you know, ever since it started debuting in USA with the soft debut, I mean, it was it was around what what 1.5, 1.6 million viewers, and I called it. It, it got cut basically in in it half. It did get cut in AW. half. Yeah. Well, not only in half, but AW got more viewers. Uh, I'm sorry, 1.2 1.2 million viewers on the first um on the first episode. Then it went to about a million, and now it's down about 750. So, if it didn't have those two soft openings, maybe we'd see more around the million or so. I think going forward with both. AEW, then the question I have with AEW as far as their ratings go is how much of it was a nostalgia rating? Like for them turning it on the, for the first time and then watching it, can they keep that viewer from wa- watching it again and again and again? And we're going to find out week to week because I'm, I'm very interested in what the rating yeah, looks like and, next and, week. And that's going to be the bigger question right there is not really what this week can do, but rather three weeks down the road, three months down the road. What is it going to be like? Yeah, uh, but we as wrestling fans, we win. Uh, let's get into NXT yeah, now. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And even then, like when when the announcement of the rating did come out, WWE did issue a statement or oh, regarding yes. that. I don't know, that's something like I they that they've never done before. Um, so they did release it um, early Thursday morning. Uh, they released it throughout their social media. Statement says, "Congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans." who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. That's unheard of, of WWE to even do right? that. Yeah, that to me, that, that that's insane. Um, Jericho actually commented on the fact that they did that, and he's like, look, I've worked with them. I know what they're doing. They know they got their asses handed to them. Absolutely. Um, before we all knew. You know what this reminds me of? Like, I mean, this, you know, an equivalent would be 
back in the 90s would be if um like on the first week of when WCW destroyed um well not only destroyed but they beat the, D- the WWE in the ratings war yeah the first of 83 weeks it would be the equivalent to um WWE um congratulating pub- WCW yes but they would publish um they would, they would publish newspaper space and print it throughout um <laughs> the, throughout throughout uh, newspapers nationwide saying well we're not really at war with them the real winners are the fans on Monday night they're going to expect some great wrestling going forward that would have been like that would have been like something that, that an equivalent to in the nineties, and you know Vince would have never done that. Oh no way! So, um, on the one hand, it seems like there's it, it's a change of attitude. Like they don't think it's a war, but at the same time, their um, their tactics tell you otherwise. Oh, you can see that, especially in what they did in NXT in the main of in the in the opening match. Uh, they wanted viewers. Uh, let's go to NXT. Um, one thing that I will say. When you compare AEW to NXT, NXT looks so small in comparison. They to need they need they need to get out of full cell. Um, you compare five hundred fans to fourteen thousand fans, and AEW looks like major leagues. It's it's only a matter of time before they get out of full cell. I don't think they're gonna last until December. Like they're they're gonna have to get out of there. I think so, I, and I think they can sell buildings too. I I don't think I think that they've run the same buildings that AEW is running. Um, I think they can fill up those absolutely. I think they can too. And I'm and I'm not saying like they should they should go to like the the biggest buildings in in, no. in the cities. Um, they can do like a six, four or five six thousand um, uh, seating uh, stadium or arena. They can easily do that, and um, and it wouldn't come off as major league or minor league for that matter. It's more of a middle ground because you want to save those twenty thousand um, seats for the takeover shows. You want those big arenas to be for the takeover shows. So if you're gonna do something like that, just have a half a medium. Yeah, because um, they are going to be running those takeover shows. Um, but I feel like they wanted an NXT takeover feel for this uh, head-to-head going to get to AEW. And they showed it uh, with the opening match, Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Uh, this was a clear counter-program to what AEW was doing. They wanted the eyes on NXT for this match. Um, and this match delivered and then some. Um, I loved this match. I've watched it twice. Um, and I, th- I think Matt Riddle and Adam Cole have a really good uh, chemistry with each other, uh, really hard hitting. And um, we had a uh, we had Adam Cole defending his title who beat Matt Riddle clean. That was a very good match between those two. Um, and then after that, we get the return of Finn Balor to NXT. Uh, promotion or demotion? I think it's I think it's one hundred percent promotion for him. I mean, the question remains though: Is he going to be making the same amount of money as he would normally make on the main roster? That's a good question. If 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 it's a yes in that case, then it's an absolutely promotion. But if he's not going to make as much money, then then you could consider a demotion. But maybe at the same time, he probably feels a lot better being in NXT and being dead center in the middle of this war. And you can easily go Finn Balor, Adam Cole. I mean, you got. You got two members, uh, two former members of the Bullet Club, going at it, and that's your, if that's gonna be your next rivalry, then that's perfectly fine. But at the same time, though, what do you do with uh, Seth Rollins and the Fiend? Um, that's another question right there that that needs to be uh, answered, and we'll get into that when we get into the predictions later on for um, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, after that, um, the. Uh Mia Yim and Io Shirai match uh, was awesome. And keep in mind, NXT had limited commercials for the first hour. Um, another counter-programming uh, to AEW. 
And Go, they, they made up for it in the second hour when it comes out. They, that, this is probably my biggest complaint about um, about take about the about uh, NXT. I feel like it was very front loaded. It was very front loaded in the first hour, and they really wanted they really wanted to get the head start on NXT on, on uh, AEW. But by the time I got to the second hour, um, and mind you, I was watching it on on DVR, um, and you didn't, we didn't, I, and I fast forward through the commercials. There was a lot of commercials for the second hour. Yeah, it, and even more annoying was the picture in picture commercial um, match spot. I did not. I hate that spot now. I hate. I hate that now. The thing, the thing with the picture in picture, which I'm not a big fan of either. I don't like it um, really at all. Um, with WWE, when they do it, it's usually for a rest hold. Or they dive to the outside and then there's no action. AEW, on the other hand, when they did the picture in picture, there was still a lot of action going on. There was, uh, which you know I wasn't really paying attention. To, I was watching the actual picture in picture, uh, but I I can absolutely be done with this picture in picture nonsense. Yeah, and especially since um, just show me the replays. What happened during the commercial? Exactly. Break. And um, especially now with the way NXT they did the second hour, they just seemed like it was overkill. And I, when I was watching, I was like, okay, I, I, they, they got to do something with this. Like, I'm over this whole picture-in-picture commercial thing. Yeah. Just do the commercials and get back on it. NXT is going to be a lot different, though, because um, I think right now they're still trying to adapt to having the commercial breaks and what they're going to do. Because for so long, we're used to having NXT without commercials. Yeah, and we were very, I think we were a little spoiled in that, in that regard. Um, the fact that there was no commercials. I mean, there was a commercial for tap out after a segment or something, but right. never like in the middle of a match. And, and not to the point where like it could affect the, the, the viewing of the match. So this is all a work in progress for both NXT and for AEW as far as finding the right rhythm and when to place the right commercials, especially more on, on the NXT side because they're just not used to having that. They're used to having the commercials, the cut to commercial breaks. And doing that, but I mean, the fact that they are a WWE brand, I think they will eventually get that. Um, they'll get that cleared. It's just, it's going to be a lot different, though. NXT is going to be a lot different with that, with that feature. Yeah, um, like I said, this was a front-loaded show. So the Io Shirai and Mia Yim match was awesome. Uh, great way to showcase both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Io Shirai beat Mia Yim, um, and then this was a match that I wasn't very excited for: the Johnny Gargano Shane Thorne match. Um, I don't know really anything about Shane Thorne. I don't. I've, I wasn't watching NXT every week. Um, I'm not too sure what happened with this feud. He got attacked last week. Gargano did by Shane Thorne. Yeah. But I don't know really anything about Shane Thorne. So not invested in that match. Um, Candice LeRae lost to Shayna Baszler for the NXT uh, Women's Championship. I thought this match was another great match as well. Um, and it really just showed, like nails down the fact that Shayna Baszler is a star. Absolutely. And uh, she's she's had a stranglehold on the NXT Women's Division for what seems like almost two years now. Um, I think it's time for uh, Rhea Ripley to get in there and go head-to-head with her. And you know what? They were teasing that a couple weeks ago. So we'll see if that's going to be the next big match for, uh, for TakeOver. Uh, and then the main event was the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Undisputed Era, who versus the Street Profits. Um, not really invested in this match because I know the Street Profits are the narrators for Raw now, um, so I didn't see them reclaim, reclaiming this match, uh, this these titles. Uh, but they came out and looked like stars. Oh, absolutely! They were so over at full sale. Everyone had a red solo cup. They came out and came out through the crowd with Wale. Wale. With Wale, um, they looked amazing. Uh, this match was amazing. Um, you know, going 
in hindsight, looking at both of these shows, I thought NXT had a really good showing. They did. Um, and um, I mean, just just if you just take away from the from those picture in picture commercials and just the oversaturation of the commercials in the second hour, their product was very good. I mean, we're not knocking their product. By no means am I knocking NXT this week. They did a strong show. Both shows did. Um, for just this match in general, uh, you just look at how much of a star Montez Ford is going to be. Angelo Dawkins too. For Angelo Dawkins is 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 is, is no um, slouch Slush. either. He's he's actually he's he's doing very good. He's he's improved so much, and him teaming with Montez Ford shows you that what they can do. But man, when Montez did that um, did that dive when he did the dive over the top turnbuckle onto the outside. Oh, dude, yeah, that was insane. He he has probably the highest vertical leap in. Probably in wrestling, I'd say. I, I can't think of anyone else who has a higher vertical leap than him. I love when guys go to the top rope and jump off as high as they possibly can. And his Montez Ford is beautiful. goes for it. Oh, his oh, frog yeah. splash is great. His nipples look really cool coming down. <laughs> uh, um, and then the end of the at the end of the show, we got a cliffhanger. The return of Tommaso Ciampa from potentially career-ending um, neck surgery. He's back. Um, Balor versus Cole. Got me excited, but I am heavily invested in Tommaso Ciampa going after and getting Goldie back. Absolutely, because he was obsessed with that. Thing. He was, and um, and that was his character. That was him. Was just keeping keeping a hold, a stranglehold on that NXT Championship. And um, you know, the, when he had the neck problems and he had neck surgery, I mean, it was rumored to be out for at least a year. Um, but because he had it back in April, or toward the end of March, beginning of April, it's October. It's been six months. I mean. And he looked fine from when he came back. He looked like he was still in great shape, but he was out for six months. And another question remains is, is he ready? Is he ready to come back and come back into the ring full time? Is it too soon? Um, is it just right? Because, you know, you don't know what to do with, you know, with, the neck, with these neck injuries. They're so like, oh, yeah. so you, you got to be very careful. You don't want to send them back too soon and then end up messing and then jeopardizing the career more. Yeah, especially he's had a, a history of having neck issues. Yeah, he he's had. Uh, let's let's get into SmackDown. Um, this another great show to have. Absol- absolutely, um, I love the set. Uh, it's clear to me that Raw is the now the B show. Um, I thought Fox really gave it to WWE and gave them an outline of exactly what they wanted. Um, I thought SmackDown uh, was a okay show. Um, but just as far as set design, it looked like a bigger deal. There's lasers and pyro. Oh, absolutely. Um, a completely different. We've been waiting for a different set design they to had differentiate a, both shows. And SmackDown, SmackDown set looked awesome. I thought SmackDown had the best set out of the whole week. And even before the show started, they had a blue carpet premiere. Yes. And to make it a very... To to make it a very special um to be, make it a very special showing you had Aaron Andrews backstage interviewing um interviewing the New Day, um you had a lot of cele- I mean a lot of celebrities a lot of, a lot of celebrities crowd. in the crowd um you know um Tyson um Tyson Fury was there, um just and then you got McFoley Kurt Angle Hogan Flair they're all in the crowd they're all promoting it it definitely felt like a big a big deal and it really was a big deal because. Um, first, number one, um, SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown comes back on network TV. It's been so long since they've been on network t- since they've been off network TV, and let alone they're on one of the big uh, the big networks with with Fox. So that's huge, number one. And um, number two, it just seems like that they needed this breath of fresh air. Um, 
It but felt fresh. It felt fresh. It felt so fresh. Absolutely. Um, my thing right off the bat is if they keep it two hours, I'm 100% okay with it. My fear is that when they make it three hours, they, are they going to have the same problems with Raw? Because Raw is a three-hour show, and having that third hour it doesn't always help. In fact, it hurts them more than help. Uh, yeah, I can see them doing a third hour because they had a lot of shit to fill into this uh, one episode. But you're right. I feel like it'd be it'd be a little overkill to have a third hour. Um, but not a lot of uh, they could do a lot more in with that extra third hour, which is probably what they're going to do. Um, let's get into SmackDown. We have we still have a fucking lot. To we go do. To. Oh, yeah. Um, the Rock. Is there anyone that gets a bigger pop than The Rock? Aside from Austin, no. And I and uh, real quickly, I'm glad you brought that up. That just goes to show you. I think this is the biggest weakness with with the current roster right now, is not one person on the main roster can get a reaction like The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, and it goes to show The Rock. I mean, you could see the goosebumps on his arm. Oh yeah, he is on fire with the microphone in his hand. He he get. He, he gave Baron Corbin the STD, uh, which Becky Lynch said, "Oh, that's that's going to be you for life now." And I don't really see that happening. Um, I hope to God they don't they don't keep chanting STD. <laughs> I really hope they don't either. He's a super tu- super tough dude, um, and he just eviscerated Baron Corbin. He made Corbin look like a jabron physically and uh, verbally. Yes, he did. Um, and the man got her got her uh, got her comeuppance from when he gave her the end of days at. Uh, what was that pay per view? It was where they had the um the the mixed tag team match for the belts on the line, right? Yeah. So so Becky gave him gave him the the nucks, uh, put the fist was it was it money in the bank? I think it was money in the bank. It was okay. Um. So good on her to get to get to get that uh her come up. It's on him. Um. But The Rock just fucking dominated the opening of the show. It was the crowd just lit up, uh, for The Rock, and it was a really high. St- bar to set and you know they went back into being wwe and you had to open smackdown with the rock i mean you had this, to it, it, it was it, you know it's been 20 years since it uh 20 plus years since it debuted on tv it's been that long so this is also like the 20 year anniversary show and you had to have the rock on there because it is the rock show smackdown it was named after the rock's catchphrase for christ's yes. sakes it's in the webster dictionary because of it is now. Uh, we were talking about Tyson Fury. It looks like Tyson Fury is going to be on Raw tomorrow with a live microphone. WWE said we're offering him some ring time. Um, are we going to get a on, um, for Hell in a Cell or for Raw? For Raw. Oh, so he's going to be on Monday then. Yeah, he'll be there on Monday. Um, Braun and him had an interaction during the eight-man tag match. Uh, faces versus heels. Not invested in that match. but <laughs> And there was a reason why that match was quick. Uh, yes. Um, so... Tyson Fury, they're getting uh, some more mainstream names. Um, Tyson Fury is a boxer. The undefeated um, heavyweight boxer of the, uh, whatever. I don't really know too much about Tyson Fury, but I know he's he hasn't He hasn't lost a, 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 pro, a professional fight yet. And um, basically, um, it, it, was, it was a nothing match. It was just a segue for um, Braun to size up against Tyson Fury. Uh, Braun did shove Tyson Fury in the crowd. Fury was about ready to jump over the barricade. That's when the guards had stopped him. So they're definitely teasing something between those two. I felt like it was a very heel move on Braun's part. Uh, yeah, right. To be fucking with them and then laughing at him like, 
was like, what are you like? Why are you being a bully to this guy? He's a fan in the audience, and you're like laughing at him when he gets pissed off at you. I didn't think that was a good look for Braun Strowman. But I know I don't know enough about Tyson Fury to kind of see if maybe he's like a, a maybe it was warranted or if he's a dick in real life. I don't know either. But yeah, judging from um from someone who doesn't watch boxing exactly, a lot, yes, I would think that's a, that's definitely a heel move on Braun's part. I thought Braun was a dick in this. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's get into, uh, there was another, there was other things that happened. Like I said, we're just going to give you the highlights. Right. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. Uh, they had a really good ladder match. Um, one of the more brutal things that I've seen from WWE in a while, uh, you know, you had the, uh, the coast to coast with Kevin Owens in the ladder. You had the, uh, the power bomb onto the ladder to finish the match. You had the Shane jumping off the top rope on the announce table, which, um, I hated that they got a, a shot of the table because you could see there's a nice little amount of padding on right. top of that table. Um, you had, um, what was the spot? Uh, was it a power bomb on the ladder that was set up from the apron to the to the uh, barrier? I remember there was a power bomb on the corner with the ladder. There was a spot. Fuck, I can't remember it right now. But but essentially for the ladder match, I mean, it was a quick. It was it was it was a quick match. I feel like they had, spot, a, they had spot, to rush it. Big spot. Yes, they did have to rush it, but I think that was perfectly fine because I didn't I didn't just sit there and watch a, a, a thirty minute ladder match. Um, big move, big spot, big spot. Um, Shane was trying to climb up. Uh, Ko power bombed him. Um, laid his ass out. He climbed the ladder. Got um. Got the uh, paperwork, won the match. That was it. I think that was uh, that's that's how they should have booked the match, and they booked it exactly the way they should have. And Shane is fired from WWE. How long do you think this will stick for? One week. <laughs> yeah, he'll be on SmackDown you know what? next week. You know what? I, I'll I'll double down on it and say Sunday. I mean, because we'll see what happens on Sunday. If I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back and you know, just just comes back because they knowing the WWE when when a wrestler says they quit, they tend to come back. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how long this lasts. Um, let's get into the eulogy. Um, we, we have to Bef- uh, before we do. Uh, oh, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about the. Um, let's talk about Rowan versus Reigns. Uh, they did have a um, a lumberjack match. Lame. And <laughs> yeah, just real just real quick though. Um, it, 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 that 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 if anything, that match was probably cut short more than the ladder match. Yes. And then, uh, they just got there for real quick. Was this was like, literally the only thing that built up to Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Yes, that's another thing I wanted to mention was, um, that was of, of all the things that were uh, well aside from, um, from from the Fiend just destroying Seth all week because on SmackDown another small thing I want to mention. Um, he was supposed to wrestle Nakamura. That didn't. That went maybe thirty seconds before the fiend um, came ba- came by again, laying out uh, Seth with a mandible claw. Yeah, and Seth looked like a bitch again because he ran. He, he ran did. away from the ring because normally the fiend shows up in the ring. So Seth ran up the the ramp and left Nakamura by himself. Um, they kept cutting Nakamura, so I was thinking. I mean, they got me to think that. Oh, where's he? Who's he going to attack? He's going to attack Nakamura, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, which it was a really cool thing. I love when the bigger heel. Uh, goes after the the other. It remind me of like a a big fish eating a smaller fish. Yes. Um. And to see Seth get laid out again, um, I'm kind of worried that Seth might win this match. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into the predictions in a bit when we, when we talk about when we get to that match. Um. But yeah, just um, just the fiend laying out Seth once again, and then just going back to um to the to the lumberjack match. A uh, quick match. Uh, Daniel Bryan was on commentary. Um, Harper comes out, interferes. Bryan uh, lays out um, Harper with the knee. Um, Roman hits um, hits um, 
Rowan with the spear. One, two, three. Uh, they both celebrate uh, getting ready for Sunday. You got to keep Roman looking strong. That exactly. dive to the outside was ridiculous. Um, I, you know what? I, I like when he does his dives off to the ring. I, I liked it. Um, I liked even more watching Zack Ryder not get hit but still fall down. Um, oh, Zack yeah. Ryder was so <laughs> far away from the, the middle of that action. Uh, but he still like sold it like he got he, hit. He uh, sold it like <laughs> a million, million bucks. I yeah. laughed at that. Um, can we get into the eulogy? Let's now? get into the eulogy. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we we come to you today. Uh, please bow your heads. Um, you listen in at home. Please bow your heads um, in remembrance of the dearly departed Kofi Kingston. He lost his match to a single F five. He had zero offense, and he was pinned in seven seconds after a long, hard-fought, baby-faced run with the title. Um, so we'd love to give our thoughts and prayers to the dearly departed Kofi Kingston. Moment of silence, please. Moment of silence. What the fuck, dude? Why would they do this? Wh- like, you have... Uh, I get that they want to keep Brock looking strong, but what the fuck? Six, let's, 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 let's paint a positive picture on it. The fact that Kofi Kingston had a six-month run with the belt was far more than anyone would have ever thought. Absolutely. He got his WrestleMania moment. Yes. He got a lengthy run. He was put over pretty good in spite of the challengers that he's he run, was faced with. I mean, he's run. He ran, he ran the gamut given, I mean, he beat a couple former champions, uh, but for the most part, not former champions i mean you got your dolph zigglers and your your kevin owens that he feuded with not the established talent which i think if they if he did beat like the i mean he did beat randy orton i'll give him that yeah um so at least you could say you know what he's a credible champion but then again so did jinder Hall. he beat randy orton Ooh. as well i'm not saying his his reign's about the same as jinder Hall because clearly it's not um he's had a much better reign than gender the six-month reign you know he's able to do it he's able to at least have the title reign Give him credit for that. It was all beaten in six in seven seconds. No offense whatsoever. Not even a comeback. Not even an offensive attack. One F five. One two three. Brock becomes champion. I I mean I think everyone knew that Kofi was going to lose to Brock, but not like but that. not like that though. Not like no. that. Um, yeah, because you could still make Brock look strong and. Still make Kofi look, you know, like hey, give him a fighting chance, give him some chance, something, dude. Seven seconds. Um, it was worse than um, than the uh, Beast in the East special. It was because at least Kofi had a little offense in that. He, he got a, a punching at least. He got a little bit of offense, but he got suplexed. He to literally, shit. he literally just jumped into an F five, and that was it. That was it. Um, I I did not like the way that this match ended, um, especially. If for him to be on that on that long run and not only was his run significant because um you know he's kofi kingston but he did a lot for like minorities and and you know uh people of color absolutely Uh, that was a big deal to you know i'm sure a lot of wrestling fans that have been waiting for like a a black champion um going back to videos of watching mvp crying when and when kofi won the title it, it meant more to a lot of people for that reason um and just to watch him go on that run and then just having you know jobbed out in seven seconds um i i don't think that was the right move i i don't think so either but um it all played into what um what came next after brock was uh, after brock won celebrating raised music hits 
Ray comes out. My first thought was, why is Dominic coming out there shirtless? <laughs> and then I begin, and then I realize, holy shit, that's not Dominic. That's Cain Velasquez. That's got to be Cain Velasquez. That's Cain that, Velasquez. That that we did the joke last week. We did. Um, <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, it 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 was shocking. Um, I didn't I didn't think I know Cain Velasquez did some shows in AAA, but I didn't know he was ready for WWE. And he kind of showed he wasn't ready for WWE. He he you know he's he's still he's still green. He's still got a lot to learn. Um, and and that was rumored for a while. Like he was in talks with WWE. I didn't think he was gonna make. I mean. It it made on the one hand it made perfect sense for him to debut on the on the premiere of SmackDown on Fox, um, obviously it being on a, the first episode on Friday live and they want that on, sports, on Fox. they want that sports feel to it yeah so having two UFC guys they even showed true. a picture of Brock Lesnar getting knocked out by Cain Velasquez yes they did um, in UFC um, so to have this was uh, huge it, it it reminded me of Tom and Jerry when. Uh, uh, Jerry was getting wrecked by Tom, and then he goes and brings in like the big that big dog. Yes, uh, to fight his fight for him. Because um, yeah, he literally called his like it was the equivalent of like Raymond called his cousin. Yeah, he called his like big brother to come fight the guy that that's bigger than him. Right, exactly. That's exactly what it was, dude. Yeah, that's exactly how that feeling was. Like he just called one of his homies up. He's like, hey, you gotta hey, help me take care of him. Hey, Vato, we gotta get we gotta hey, take care break of his legs. Fool. I don't give a fuck. Fuck this fool. Eh? <laughs> The big brown machine is what I'm going to call him. Yes. Cain uh, Velasquez. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and real quickly, another reason why I think it made sense for Kane to debut, L.A. is a huge Latino market, a huge um, just market in general. Oh, yeah. So that's a perfect opportunity, perfect way to debut Kane. There was, was chance of Culero yes. um, when Brock didn't want to get in the fight. So, yeah, they definitely were smart in that regard. Uh, but the big brown machine stands in the ring and... I'm 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 hearing that Kofi didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, which is why he lost the title. Maybe that's a punishment for him to get wrecked this way. Um, I don't I don't think it's more of a punishment. I think eventually you got to get the belt off of Kofi, but not like that. Not like that though. I mean, I I had I mean I I knew that he was gonna lose to like I said I knew he was gonna lose to Brock, but just not in that way. I don't think it much much more as a punishment as. A way to get Brock over, not that he needs to get over, because um, that's really more so. You're, I mean, in, in a way, you're punishing Kofi, but not. You're saying you're not punishing him, but based on his actions, it's like you're not making him look any better. You might, you're not making him look any good at all. No, um, it's going to set up a, a great feud. Hopefully, um, I think Kane's going to need some more work. He looked very, he looked awkward to me in the ring. Right. Um, but we'll see. I think this is going to be the big main event for Crown Jewel. Uh, J U U L Crown Jewel, um, sponsored by Jewel's e-cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, do you do you do? I mean, do you do that match in Saudi? Arabia? I mean, that that, that is rumored to do Saudi Arabia, or do you save it for WrestleMania? You know, it, it's a WrestleMania match, but this is the Saudi Arabia shows are the ones that undercut all the other right. interviews. So right. we'll see, we'll see where this goes. Um, there is a pay per view this week. Yes, there um, is. Let's get into our predictions. Um. Real quickly though, I mean, because we we've been talking about the ratings um for each show, um you know Raw Raw was up a little bit, um NXT, one, NXT was about seven about three quarters of a million viewers AEW won the war, um Friday Night SmackDown early rating show that's about three point nine million viewers, that's a huge number that's a huge number for um for them I I um that's kind of seemed like what what they were aiming for was around like the 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 highest threes to the four hundreds. 
they didn't quite get there, but I think that's still good enough right there. Because if they went below three, that would have been uh, that would not been a good sign. No, especially um, with all the money, like I said, that Fox has poured into this. It's really cool to see to be watching football on Sundays and see ads for SmackDown. Yeah. Um. It so they definitely are advertising the shit out of this. Uh, same with AEW. They're getting uh, a lot of commercials for um, Dynamite. Uh, you know, NBA season's gonna pop up, so they're gonna get a lot of uh, promotion there. Um, I was I was seeing AEW commercials on during Raw during NXT. I was even seeing uh, an AEW commercials. Um, so it's definitely a this is definitely a paradigm shift in the words of John Moxley, um, where you have WWE having to try put a little effort in. And uh, another thing as well is that it's kind of also a throwback to what was in the nineties because I remember watching. Um, you know, episodes of Nitro on TNT, and there were commercials for Raw, and vice versa. Yeah. So, to say that they're 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 not, they're not in the middle of a war. I mean, you look, you go back and go back in the mid, especially for fans that grew up during the Monday Night War era. We saw those. I I remember those commercials being shown on TNT for Raw and vice versa. It's just like that was a clear indicator right there. So, um, I thought that was a nice, interesting touch to it. Yeah, let's get into Hell in a Cell. We're we're doing pretty good on time, actually. Um, the thing about Hell in a Cell, which is happening this Sunday, if you didn't know, yes, they've only announced four matches uh, for this show. Complete um, afterthought. So this is definitely an afterthought. Um, Vince is definitely working a lot of overtime this week. Um, so let's just talk about these four matches: uh, Bailey versus Charlotte Fa- Flair for the women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, who do you think might win this match, Dick? I, I, they really haven't done a lot for any of these storylines. I feel like. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, or Bailey and Sasha, have been tag teaming um, against Charlotte and Lynch, um, but I don't feel a lot of heat for this match at all. I really don't either. And on, on SmackDown, um, Bailey tapped out. Bailey tapped out to the figure eight in their in in, in, in their tag match. Um, and of course, if you go based on WWE logic, that just tells you that Bailey's going to retain her belt somehow, some way. Well, he just she just, she just retained at the last pay per view. She did, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charlotte on this one. So I you think, think Charlotte's gonna get uh, number ten? I think she's gonna get number ten, and I think WWE wants her to represent SmackDown. Um, she's been heavily promoted for SmackDown. Um, she's been doing the rounds on like, uh, you know, morning shows. Yes. Um, so I, I see Charlotte having that title. She's got the big boobs. She's blonde, um, which is Vince's type, and she's Ric Flair's daughter. So definitely is a step up as far as uh, marketing for Charlotte Flair to be the t- the the champion for the SmackDown brand. Uh, so I'm gonna go Charlotte on this one. I, and with Bailey, like, what do you like? I mean, put her in so- go go chase after the the uh, tag titles. I guess. <laughs> what what can they do with them? I don't know. I mean, I, I her and Sasha. Sasha came back with a lot of hype, and I feel like it's all gone away. Now she's just a a a, a heel that loses to the baby faces. We'll, we'll get into and we'll get into the Sasha Becky match as well in a bit. Um, but you know what? Based on what you said, you, I agree with you 100 percent because normal WWE logic has you thinking that she's going to retain because she got beat on um she got she tapped out to the figure eight on smackdown but you know now that smackdown's on a new home they're on a new network you want to have a new you want to have a champion who you can present as the face of the company it's one of the faces of the company mm-hmm. and charlotte is more of a face of a company than bailey is which 
Bailey was the most baby face of baby faces right. in NXT uh, and on the main roster. Um, she's not she's not that person for what they're the direction that they're going now and, on SmackDown. And honestly, I don't know what they're doing with 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 Bailey on um, SmackDown. It's like she's kind of like in the role of Sting back in the '90s, and it's another Sting reference as well. Um, when Sting was teaming with Luger, Luger would turn heel, and he was, um, you know, still teaming with Sting as a tag team. But it was kind of like a weird dynamic where Sting was still the babyface. Luger was kind of like sometimes a face, sometimes a heel. You didn't really know what that was. And um, that's what that's what Bailey is. Like, Bailey's kind of like, she has the face tendencies, but then she's also doing a lot of the heel stuff, especially with her and Sasha. It's like, what is she? You know, what is she right now? Is she is she, is she even sure? No. Uh, she just has the tendencies of a heel, but it, it's not very uh, apparent of who she is. Um, up. Oh, go but on. Yeah. So, um, so, so having said that, I'm, I'm going to, I think, I think it's, I think they're going to go with Charlotte and just have Charlotte be the face right now for, for the women's division on SmackDown, especially if they're going to be doing that hard split come next Friday. Cause next Friday is also the draft. Exactly. Um, which I feel like we're going to get, be able to breathe after the draft. Yes. Um, because it's been kind of balls to the walls. Um, so you're going Charlotte now. I'm going to go Charlotte. Change the vote. I like it. Because it's smart. It's it's what they're gonna do. It's it just seems like based on how they're doing it right now, that seems like that's the way to go. Uh, up next, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper in a tag team match. Um, this was really the only thing that they promoted. Roman Reigns, the big dog, um, who is still the star of SmackDown if the intro serves correctly. Yes. Um, there's got to be shenanigans in this match. I don't think it's just gonna be the baby faces going over the heels in this one. I think um, with how that with how because like, I mentioned um, on for SmackDown for that lumberjack match and how they presented it, Rowan didn't attack Dan O'Brien at all. He did attack Luke Harper. I still think, even though Dan O'Brien right now is a full fledged babyface, I still think it's a ruse. I think it's a setup, and that they're all going to attack Roman Reigns, and Dan O'Brien's going to have his own faction, his own uh, Brian family faction with with Harper and Rowan. I, I think it's a ruse. I think so too. Um, I I think it's lazy. Um, maybe there's maybe there's a higher power. Um, that Brian. I don't know. Brian is the higher power. Maybe he's. Maybe there's another one. Maybe Brian really is gonna be the baby face, and Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan are reporting to someone else. We don't. I mean, I don't know. That but, could be. I mean, WWE logic would tell me that what's gonna happen. Um. After that, so who are you going with? You going with? Oh, that's right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Rowan and Harper. Rowan and Harper. Okay. Uh, who do you got, Dick? Same thing. Yeah. Um, after that, we have Becky Lynch against Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, this one's. I mean, this one's kind of hard to tell too, uh, because like I said, they haven't done a whole lot with Sasha since she came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could see her winning the title. I think Becky Lynch has had a long run with this, um, and I always bet. You know, on on uh, people that have held the title, I usually bet on them to lose. Um, and I think I think Sasha might win this title this uh, this night. I um I think I agree with you. I agree with you as well. Um, Becky's had the belt since WrestleMania. Yep. So she's had it. She's had. The, she's the longest current reigning champion on the main roster at the moment. It is time for her. She's got to lose the belt at one point or another, and I think right now will be a perfect time. I mean, you especially if you want to make Sasha a legit contender, you want to make her 
um, a credible threat, it's now or never with her. You put the belt on her, make her, make her uh, the top heel on. Um, let on Becky Raw, chase, yeah, and let Becky chase, and let others chase for the belt. Um, Becky is the face assuming, right now. Assuming, assuming though that she is going to be on Raw. If she wins the belt, she's going to be on Raw. Yes, she has to be on Raw. If she loses, then all indicators saying she's going to SmackDown with she's going to SmackDown. Yes, that 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 would make sense too. Um, this one's kind of hard to call because uh, Becky Lynch is on the cover of the WWE video game. Yes, uh, she's been doing a lot of promotion as well uh, for SmackDown. Uh, so we'll see where where that goes. Um, but I think Becky losing in Hell in a Cell. It's it's a gimmick. It's it's a way like you didn't really beat me. You know we were we were you were using you had to use chairs. You had to use the cell. You had to call for help. Whatever, um, which I could see happening too. Uh, but I feel like this is going to be a really great uh, Hell in a Cell match. I it, I hope so too. I think it might be better than Sasha or Fiend versus then, Seth Rollins. Yes, uh, because that is going to be the main event for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins takes on the Fiend Bray Wyatt inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, this match, um, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I don't, just based on the way they've booked Seth Rollins, and the, they're making the Fiend look very strong. I could see Seth escaping Hell in a Cell with his title. Right, and um, now more so than ever because now we know Finn Balor is gonna be on NXT. I mean, it, it, it's also possible that he may also do some um, some stints on either show. He might come up. Uh, as well and interfere in the match and kind of get his revenge on um on the fiend the fiend has made no friends he's made no friends so um they could still use that as a way to not have the fiend be beaten but also at the same time not have him win the championship and they did book themselves in that corner by having this match because it's got to be one or the other now like you either you either do a um title change or you have seth retain the belt but you make the thing look bad, and like he—he's already weak in his second match. It's like, what do you like? What do you do? You know? Yeah. Um. And yeah, it is his second match. You can't, you can't have him lose outright. No, you cannot. Um. He has been getting one over on Seth every, every single turn. So we'll see where this goes. Um. I mean, I'm not super excited for this show. I I can watch it later. Yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 this 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 pay per view is is definitely an afterthought after the the week we've had uh, as far as wrestling goes. Oh, it's been so great! It's been so great, and then we there's only four matches right now. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be plenty more announced, hopefully by the time the pay per view starts tomorrow. Otherwise, if it's just a four match pay per view, just get these matches out of the way and get it over with, and then just and let me uh, go on with the rest of my day. Um, so. But th- but we still haven't got back to the question as far as who's going to win this match or who's who's going to come out as a winner rather. <sighs> I you know what you, you you either you either shit or get off the toilet. Yes. So I'm going to go with the fiend on this one. If they're going to go all the way with the fiend, go all the way with in on it. If they don't, then I think it's going to do more harm. It's definitely going to do more harm than uh, good. Because you can't end this in a no in a, in a disqualification. You can't end it in a. In it. Well, he could do a new a no contest kind of deal. You could do a no but contest, but they did that last you, year. That's not how you want to go off the air. Exactly. It's so it's so weird. Um, fuck. I'm gonna go Seth Rollins on this. You're gonna go Seth? Okay. I don't know if he's gonna win, but he's not gonna lose a title. I mean, that would mean that would that would mean either like either a win or a no contest. And we we had a no contest last year. That's true. I, Damn. I, I don't think they need to do another no contest. Um, 
but we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, so, but yeah, those are the four matches that are announced as of right now. So, um, we might hear more as as today goes by and hopefully in time before the pay-per-view. But uh, if it's just four, get it over with and get it all the way. Yeah. Real quick, let's get on to the phone call section of the show. Uh, let's try to get Byron to call. Hello? Hello, uh, Byron? Yeah, I'm here. You are live on the Put Mover podcast. How are you today, buddy? Good. I'm on lunch, motherfuckers. Oh, perfect timing. Perfect timing, bro. Um, we we just got done talking about the uh, the week of wrestling. What did what was one of your takeaways on this? Uh, Bobby Lashley probably has a bigger dick than Rusev. <laughs> God, yeah, that's a great take. That yeah, we did mention take. we did I, mention that. I didn't think of that. Well, it's obvious. Clearly, that's why I hate that. Um, what else did you guys talk about? Uh, poor Kofi. Oh my God. Oh, we we gave him a we gave him a proper yes. eulogy. Yes. Would you like that's to add anything sad. else? No, that just made me really upset. But, like, I kind of think he's going to win it back soon. Probably in the next month or so. And they'll have, like, the two UFC fighters fight just to fight. Yeah, that, uh, we're saying Crown Jewel is going to be where they where they have their title match. Because uh, uh, apparently Kofi didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, so this oh, is, good. like, this is the way that they get a main event out of it for the title. Well, wow, what a way to job them out, too. That's pretty awesome. Seven awful. seconds, dude. Yeah. Uh, That's but yeah, we terrible. What did you think about AEW versus NXT? I think NXT's way better, dude. Sorry, I'm a little hater. I didn't even finish totally uh, AEW yet. But oh. I think and I, I thought the Finn Balor move is uh, pretty damn smart. I feel like it's a desperation move. What? No way. I feel like they're like, fuck, we need something. Who do the fans love? Uh, Finn Balor, we don't have anything from him raw, so let's send him to, to NXT. Dude, and that was a major move. I think the, they said the ratings for AEW was higher, but that's just because it was the first week, and all the marquees Mark showed out that night. So, yeah, and AEW, AEW was all right. It wasn't like groundbreaking. I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. Um, I liked not like, having the shaky. What, cam. What, what what is it about AEW that you're not a fan of? Like, um, I don't know. I from from, from the initial show, like, what is what is it what is it about it? I don't know. WCW seems like. I mean, AEW seems <laughs> like. <laughs> But, I saw what you uh, did there. It was it was it's pretty WCW just the way it looks, the way it feels. A lot of it seems like so far, so far. But we'll see. It can grow on me. Like I'm I'm a fan of Pac though, so that's always a bright spot. Yeah, him um, and Hangman had a great match. Shivani's actually really fucking good though. I'm not gonna lie. Goddamn. I, I thought he was a breath of fresh air on um on the commentary and um he's also kind of doing the role of uh, Gene Oakland as well when he's when he was interviewing uh Cody and then also the other wrestlers as well. I think I think him in that role is perfect. And I thought uh the Kenny Omega the the use of Kenny Omega is kind of a waste right now. He has to be like the frontline guy. He's like the best wrestler in the world. Well, he's going to be feuding with John Moxley so they can keep that storyline going. Yeah. Overall, um, uh, what did you guys think? Do you guys like it? I I loved it. I watched it twice because uh, Grilla Mall didn't have the audio on really, so I wanted to watch it like full, full like. Uh, well, they had uh, we had to sit outside, so they didn't really have the audio synced up with the TV outside. Um, so I wanted the full experience. But overall, I thought I thought it was I thought both shows are really good. I thought AEW looked <laughs> a lot better than NXT though. What, dude? A- you want to a- compare a five hundred? Seed arena to a fourteen thousand seat arena. AW looked good. major leagues. It looks it looks good, but like I said, it's very uh like it's very like when WCW played in that mall and shit. 
It, and that looks cool, but I'm like, eh, whatever. All right, um, we have the AEW hater. Byron Pack's allowed the Pinoy powerhouse. No, that's, def- that's that's definitely me for sure. Oh, there's something else I wanted to ask you. Uh, did you? Oh, how it probably helped that you guys watched it with a bunch of marks because that made it feel big. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also watched it by myself too. No, I mean, how was that? Was that fun? Oh, it was. Oh, awesome. the experience was good. I mean, I. I the fact that they were able to get a hundred plus, I mean, there was a lot of people there at Gorilla Mall and a lot of them were just happy to see a, a different product out there. And I think that was probably the, the most telling sign is that there was like this DIY movement going, going around. And the same, was it the same vibe at the 82 last night? Uh, 82 was a little bit more low key. Um, fuck, I didn't even talk about what happened. We didn't talk about that, but now that Byron mentioned it, you want to talk about that real quick, Drew? Uh, yeah, there was a SmackDown after party presented by LaPelia at um, at 82 last night in downtown L.A. A um, couple guys showed up. Uh, you had your Xavier Woods show up. You had your Drake Maverick, EC3, Mike Rome, all in attendance. Uh, Mike Rome's the announcer for Raw. Um People were having fun. It was a good time. Drake Maverick almost got in a fight, which is really cool to see. Um, some guy, some guy, like was uh, pretty much got in his face, and Drake Maverick had to had to push him out of his face. And then like uh, Xavier Wood stepped in, and like we're like, bro, you better say you're sorry to this guy because you're gonna get your ass whipped if you don't. Damn, Xavier Woods is probably bigger in person. He's yo, like he's a thick. He's a thick he's got a thick like his like whole upper body like he's like damn that guy's jacked. That's crazy to me. I can't believe none of the uh, like so SmackDown was in LA last night, huh? Yes. Yeah. Staples Fuck, Center. We should have went. That would have been nuts. Dude, tickets, tickets were, were expensive. Tickets were stupid. The, the the thing about that though, it, it wasn't a complete sellout until they announced that The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were going to be on the show, and oh, Austin which, was even on the show. Which is another thing. Uh, last night they were promoting The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Sting were all going to be at on SmackDown and. <laughs> None of those guys were on SmackDown last night. Well, whatever works, baby. That's <laughs> dirty. I mean, that's because they <laughs> really promoted them. They were like all over the promotions for that, and they weren't even on the show. They they weren't, and I kind of understood why um, Austin wasn't on there because maybe in Austin's eyes, he probably felt like a fear of oversaturation because he was on. Um, he's the, been on WWE a lot. He's been on WWE a yeah. lot lately. So maybe it was a good idea for him to not be on the show, and then you got you got the Rock on there, which is more than plenty. And to be honest, like I saw last night, as much as like corporate and bullshit, the Rock is. Like I said earlier, you guys in the message, man, that guy is the best ever, ever be on the mic. It's ridiculous. No, I mean, you Stone. It's it's cool to hear Stone Cold like go out there and talk, but the Rock just gives a whole different vibe. Yeah, um, it's different. It's he totally, totally different. I said he jobbed out Baron Corbin verbally and physically last night. Yeah. He didn't do yeah, Baron Corbin any favors, though. No. I thought um, Baron Corbin's holding his own, though. I, th- I, thought I was a big fan of his work last night, too. I was like, what the hell? On his mic? With his uh, mic on, with the rock in the ring? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, they, they had a good back and forth, uh, but The Rock just laid the smack down on him. It was one-sided. I just thought that was one-sided between well, uh, The Rock and Baron Corbin. I thought it was supposed to be like that, and he played that role perfectly. And that costume um, he has, not going to lie, pretty uh, Barry Corbin's growing on me, sadly. Uh, I'm surprised The Rock didn't tell him it looks like he has his mom's pubed all his mom's pubes all over his uh, shoulders with that cape. Right. But he did mention um, he did mention that uh, Baron Corbin looked like a 35-year-old virgin at Comic-Con. Yeah. Which 
I mean, probably <laughs> most of the people in attendance are 33-year-old virgins at Comic-Con. That's true. Sammy. Um, Sammy. And it was kind of like a, a nod, or not, not a nod, but kind of like a, a jab at AEW because they were at New York Comic-Con yesterday, as a matter of fact. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Well, that's the subtle hits. So it was a subtle hit, yeah. So we figured out a way to get phone calls on the show. So maybe we can get you. If you can't be in the studio, we can get that's you via fun. satellite. Yeah. The, we're recording, pal. Via satellite, so that's more official. Yeah, via satellite. Uh, but thanks so much for taking our call. We're gonna hang up now. Yeah. Uh, we're at an hour yeah, and go. thirty-five minutes now. So thanks for taking the call, dude. Epic. That's a lot of wrestling, though. It's too much wrestling. Oh my god, it's way too much. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Fuck AW. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> so Love essentially, it. I think this is probably gonna be another segment for us. We're gonna be having calls um, to wow. and from. With that said, I want to give a big shout out to Byron. Thank you for taking our phone call today. Uh, hopefully we have more guests via satellite. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we're available on all, on all platforms. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. You name it, we're there. Uh, go on Pornhub. You can probably just search... Uh, Four Dudes Get Fucked by Vince McMahon, and you'll you'll definitely see Pull Over Podcast show up. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Dick, do you have any any closing remarks? I mean, this week was just an epic week, and I and um, you know hopefully with the new format and the way we're doing it, I think we'll be able to adapt, and we'll be able to uh, provide you guys with the, with the quality material and our thoughts, and um, just listen to us, man. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. Just, it's, it's free. It's Just free. listen. It's free. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. We are the new, 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 new world order of professional podcasting. We will see you next week. <laughs>